everybody, and welcome to Legacy TV. My name is Sarah, and it has been so wonderful to just spend time in the Word with you these last few weeks and meditate on healing scriptures and what it means to live in Jesus and to find our refuge in Him. Let's pray today and get right into the Word. Father, we love you so much. Thank you for giving us so much wisdom. Thank you for opening our eyes to see Jesus more clearly, to see what what He has made available to us in the Word. Lord, our prayer is that we would live every day in a constant awareness of Your presence. Every day, Lord, where we are enlightened by Your Word and that we know what to say and what to do, that we're always in the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right thing. We ask You for Your help today that we would live this life, Lord, on a level that is um, consistent with your word and, and your heart for us. We receive it from you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's start here in Psalm 31, verse 19. It's been our main text this month. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust you in the presence of the sons of men. You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence. This whole month, we've been talking about what it means to live hidden in the healer, to hide ourselves into Jesus, to run into his presence when we're in need of healing, to consult him, to step over into that place of faith where he is, where he lives, um, you know, Jesus, and uh, he moves on the faith frequency. He moves on one wave, and that's that frequency of faith. We can come and approach his throne with a heart of expectation, trusting and looking for his goodness in the land of the living. I'm after his goodness, and I, um, I want to live in that hiding place or that secret place of his presence. We've seen the word lays this out so beautifully. So many places talks uh, about his hiding place. Psalm 32, seven says, you are my hiding place. You will preserve me from trouble. You'll surround me. That's like a shield or a wall of protection with songs of deliverance. A song can deliver you and surround you. Wow. That's the power that's in our words, the power we can uh, we have available to us that we can put into music and to sing. This is no little deal. Songs are valuable to God. They can surround you. Uh, Proverbs 18.10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Proverbs, um, let's see here, Psalms. Uh, Psalm 17.8 says, Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wing. Hide me there. Psalm 119, 114 says, You are my hiding place and my shield. I will hope in your word. Psalm 61, 3 and 4 says, For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide. We've been talking about how that hiding place is the secret place. And that secret place or that hiding place is your abiding place. It's that place that Jesus talks about when he says in John chapter 15, he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it will be done for you. What an awesome promise. 
if we abide in him or hide ourselves in him, and then we also hide his word in our heart, we can ask anything that we desire and it'll be done for us. Pretty amazing truth here. And I've loved just staring at how Jesus is our door into that place, that hiding place. He's our gate in which we enter into uh, the rest of God, the pasture where we go in and we come out and we are blessed. That's how we live in the blessing is through Jesus. He is our hiding place. We can live every single day in this safe place, in this refuge. We've looked at how in Psalm 91, a lot of people think that's protection from um, from harm, like a you know either on when you're driving on the road or you're flying an airplane. All these things are wonderful, but did you know it's also a protection a passage of scripture for protecting you and keeping you from sickness and disease. That God will surround you. He will keep you. He will He will preserve you with this wall, this blessing wall for you and your family. I was telling you guys at the beginning of the series about my little boy, Justice, how he has, every day on the way to school, we say the 91st Psalm and we read it together and then we pray the prayer of faith before we go into the school. You know, you should pray over your children every day before they go into school. Believe God, stand on his word. Thank the Lord for being with them for keeping them, for being a shield around them. But you know, when the flu virus was taking over the school, um, taking over the second grade justice, he went and told his teachers, you know the reason why we haven't had the flu in our family? It's because we pray Psalm 91 every day on the way to school. It's because we say a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come near my family. He says it. He's telling his teachers. He said, the Lord is fighting for me. I believe Psalm 91. This is what the word of God will produce in your life if you'll put it in your ears, if you'll put it in your heart, let it go down in your heart and you'll speak it with your mouth. And as we've been meditating on this, the Lord reminded me of uh, a really neat place in scripture, a powerful a place I don't know that I've heard taught a lot about, but I saw it in scripture in Joshua chapter 20. In fact, let's just look at it right now. And, you know, it, when we, as we were reading in Psalm 91, the thing that stands out to me about that passage is the picture that God paints about what a hiding place look, looks like. And it looks almost like, he uses words like a fortress, or a refuge. It's a, a strategic location. And we've been talking about that location, what it means to step over into that location of faith. But that fortress or that hiding place or that secret place, it's a, it's a strategic location where you have the advantage. It's a place up high with the most high where no evil can even come near you. It can't, it can't even come near your walls. You, um, you know, in Isaiah, it talks about how you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. That nothing, no evil can penetrate that place of protection. That's a safe place. And I love how they, the, the picture that this, that um, the writer of Psalm 91 paints of a fortress or a place of refuge. And in um, Joshua chapter 20, we see a description of the cities of refuge that God 
lays out for the people of Israel. I don't know if you've ever heard about this, but it's really neat. God set up six cities of refuge. And um, I'm gonna read it to you. Joshua 20, verse 20. Think about the word refuge again. It's a hiding place or a safe place, a secret place. Um, Verse one, the Lord spoke to Joshua saying, speak to the children of Israel saying, appoint for yourselves city of, cities of refuge of which I spoke to you through Moses, that the slayer who kills a person accidentally or unintentionally may flee there. And they shall be your refuge from the avenger of blood. So God's setting up these cities of refuge for people who have been committed of a crime or have been guilty of something, of a manslaughter to run to if they are being chased or someone is after them to kill them, the avenger has come to take them out. They are, they, God set up these special places, these cities of refuge, these hiding cities, if you will, these places where someone could run to. And when they came to the gate, they could cry out. Well, let's just read it right here. I'm not gonna explain, no, let's read it. Um, and when he flees to one of those cities and stands at the entrance of the gate and declares his case in the hearing of the elders of that city, they shall take him into the city as one of them and give him a place that he may dwell among them. Then if the avenger of blood pursues him, they shall not deliver the slayer into his hand because he struck his neighbor unintentionally but did not hate him beforehand. And he shall dwell in the city until he stands before the congregation for judgment and until the death of the one who is the high priest in those days. I just think this is so neat that God in his grace provided a place of refuge for his people. And anyone could come into these cities, could come and the door was always open. Isn't that like Jesus, that he is always standing before you with arms open wide, ready to welcome you in? Say you missed it. Say you um, have spent your whole life eating a bunch of junk and not taking care of your body, which is the temple. Did you know there's still a place of healing for you? You may feel like, oh, how could God do anything for me now? How could he, how could he heal me after everything I've done? Or how, how bad I've treated this person or I deserve this. You may be thinking that today, but God is so good, so merciful, so compassionate. You know, it was compassion that moved Jesus' hearts to heal the people. When people were in need, of healing, when they were in need of grace and mercy, when they needed him and they didn't deserve it, God still provided a way out. And as I'm reading here, I just think about the grace of God, even in the Old Testament, that he set up these cities of refuge for people to run to when they were in need of help. And these refuge would be a hiding place. They would be a safe place for these people to go to. I love it here where it says that when the person comes up to the entrance of the gate. Now remember we've been remember we've been talking about how Jesus is our gate. He's our way to the Father. What they had to do is they had to stand before this gate and they had to declare their case. 
What do you and I have to do when we come before the throne of grace? We don't come in talking about how unworthy we are, what we don't deserve. No, Jesus has given us access to the Father. He's made it a way for us to come boldly before the throne of grace to come in. And you know, in order to receive your healing, you got to do one thing. You got to come before his presence right before the gate. You got to come and acknowledge Jesus, you're my way out. I'm getting real with you. I'm going to acknowledge you here and say that I messed up. I am in need of mercy, but I know that you are faithful. And I know that by your mercy, you'll bring me right on in. Open the doors, open unto me the gates of righteousness. Let me go in. That's what Jesus has done for you. You know, they had to do when they came before this gate, they had to to declare, they had to open their mouth and declare their case. What is your case? Your case is the word of God. Your case is what Jesus has done for you. First John tells us that Jesus is our advocate and our intercessor and he'll stand there right there at that gate and he will let you go in. He will fight your case. He will plead your case for you. You gotta open your mouth and you gotta declare the truth that's in the word of God. You gotta stand before his presence and declare I'm free because what Jesus has done for me. I'm healed because what Jesus has done for me. There's life in the blood. You got to open your mouth and you got to say something to get into that place of his presence. You got to say something so you can walk through those gates into his presence, into that hiding place where all your healing is. Everything that you have need of is right there, right there. You got to be like these people that went, ran to the city of refuge The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. I was ministering this scripture to my little four-year-old. Yes, I think it was just yesterday. And I had this scripture come up in my heart. The name of the Lord, Proverbs 18, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. That's what we're talking about here, that, that secure location, that place of refuge. The righteous run into it and they are safe. And I told her, I said, you know, baby, one time when I was dating daddy, When I first started dating daddy, I was on my way to eat lunch with some friends and um, it started to sleet outside as I was driving to the restaurant. And it started to sleet so hard. And in Branson, you know how the roads are and the curves um, and the mountains and everything. And I was driving, not very fast. I knew that the weather wasn't great. So I was paying attention, but all of a sudden I hit a patch of black ice and my car started spinning out of control on this road. And, um, and as it, it spun and I didn't know anything else to do except for I shouted, I cried out, Jesus. And as soon as I said the name of Jesus, it was like something took a hold of my car It was out of control one minute and the next moment something was steering it. And I know it was the angels of God. They spun that car. I felt it spin around and stop perfectly in the, in this, on the lane that I needed to be in, in the, on the side of the road that I needed to be in. And a car came zooming by. I would have had a head on collision unless the Lord Jesus came to my rescue. Unless I, unless I had the angels of God take a hold of that car, I felt it. It was like I was on my own. And the moment I called out the name of Jesus, I was in him. I was hidden in him. And he had access to take over. And the, the angels had permission when I called on the name of Jesus. 
and they straightened my car out and I just went, I, I was completely safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. And as I was sharing this I, with my little girl, she said, oh, mommy, yes, I know about Jesus. He, he does miracles. I remember the time when he, <laughs> I remember reading the other day about how he fed all the people with the, the loaves and the bread and it was awesome. He does miracles all the time. You know, I just want her to be hungry for the healer. I want her to be hungry for Jesus and his miracles. And anytime God puts in my heart a scripture to share with her, it just takes a few minutes to share those scriptures with your babies and plant the word of God in them. They'll never forget it. And then someday when they're in need, they're in a situation where they're in need of healing or they're in need of a miracle or protection, they'll just the name of Jesus will come flying out their lips. It'll come out of their hearts and the Lord will save them too. Well, if we get back to this, talking about the cities of refuge, um, I think it was neat that in the scripture, as I studied, it's, you can find this passage about these cities in different parts of the Bible in Deuteronomy and in Joshua. And, and I love this part where it talks about God told them specifically to fix and maintain the roads that led to these cities of refuge. He told them when there was um, when there was storms or when there were problems that started to destroy the roads, they had to go in and repair them quickly and take care of them. Why? It's because he wanted to give people a path into his presence, easy access to himself. And he wanted them to be able to at any time run into his presence, run. You know, it's neat to see too, if you look at this, they, um, there were, they built bridges on these roads and these bridges gave the people easy access to the cities where instead of running off into like a ravine or into an area that was hard, you know, running from their enemy, they could instead run straight to the place they needed to get to, straight into his presence, straight into that hiding place that would protect them and keep them safe from evil. And uh, also as I was reading, I, I thought it was neat to find out that their God had a, they had appointed runners along that would be in this journey. And these people would see the, the guilty or the accused coming toward the city and they would go after them and they would help them get to the gate. They would help them get through the gate. You know, that's like me and you, where those people that God has called to, to minister healing to people and to go and catch them on their journey. Don't, don't look down on them or judge them for what they're going through, but we're here to help them, to lead them to Jesus, to lead them to his presence. You know, also those runners, I think about all the neat, uh, the awesome things that God did with them. They, they, you know, if you're, say you're in need of healing, you've missed it, or you, even if you haven't, you're just dealing with something in your body, you can, without shame, without guilt, go up right up to the gate of the presence of God, call out the name of Jesus, go in and get your healing. Go in by faith and receive your miracle. You, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how you've messed up. There's always mercy at the feet of Jesus. There's always healing with him. His arms and his gate is always open wide to you. And I love how uh, also when I was studying about it, they would put up on these roads, big, huge signs 
that showed you where the cities were. God didn't want you to miss where the city was, where that place of healing and that place of refuge was. He didn't want you to miss it. He'd do anything he could to get you to that place of healing, to get you to that place of protection. And they'd put up these signs, these big road markers that said, refuge, exclamation point. There it is and point to it and show you. They would even sit these, uh, these um, cities of refuge oftentimes up on a hill or up on a mountain. That means a place where you could see where it was easily. You could run if you were in trouble. You could run and you could hide. This is a place, a hiding place that God wants you to get to. If you've been in need of healing, did you know you can cry out to the Lord to send runners or people across your path to give you wisdom, to show you what to do? If you if you, you know, it's not wrong to go to doctors or to find people who have wisdom. We're not islands in ourselves, And God may direct you to go and talk to someone. He may direct you. That person has wisdom for you over there. That person knows what you need. We are the body of Christ. And I have things for you that you need. You have things for me that I may be in need of. But God sets up runners on your path to come after you and, he, and, he, and they'll come after you and they'll help you get to that location of faith. They'll help you get over into that hiding place where you'll find every bit of healing that you need. God is so interested in us being well. And even in, in the New Testament, it tells us in 3 John, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. He wishes above all things, two things, that we would prosper and that we'd be healthy and strong and that we would live this life, this abundant life, that we would go in, uh, in into, by Jesus, through Jesus, we'd go in and find pasture. We'd go in and find rest, that we'd go into this secret place, this hiding place of his presence, this healing place where He has all the abundant life that we need, all the pasture that we can feed on, where He supplies all our needs. This is His hiding place. And we can live all the days of our life hidden in the healer. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. 